to today's episode of the Miso TV podcast. In today's episode, we discuss nutrition as it relates to mesothelioma patients who may be experiencing food sensitivities due to side effects from treatment or disease symptoms. Our guest is Joanna Myers-Kazal, a registered dietitian at the MD Anderson Cancer Center at Cooper. Miso TV is a video program adapted to audio only for this podcast, produced by the Mesothelioma Applied Research Foundation, a national 501c3 nonprofit organization. This season of programming is made possible with the support of our generous sponsors. They are MRHFM, Balakin Fox, Bristol Myers Squibb, Novacure, Merck, The Gory Law Firm, and early Lucarelli, Sweeney, and Meisenkothen. Visit CureMiso.org to learn more. Hi, Joanna. This is my first time on Miso TV as well as yours. So I just wanted to say thank you for joining us this morning. Um, and if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I know you're a registered dietitian, but just a little bit about yourself would be great. Hi, everyone. Hi, Shannon. My name is Joanna. I am an outpatient oncology dietitian. I work at the MD Anderson Cancer Center at Cooper program in Southern New Jersey. Um, my passion is absolutely oncology. It's my, um, it just brings me a lot of joy. It's very rewarding. Wonderful. Um, and I just was wondering for people, can you tell us a little bit about what the difference is between a registered dietitian and or a registered dietitian and a nutritionalist? Sure. So loosely, just about anyone can claim that they're a nutritionist. It's a phrase that is not regulated. However, if someone says that they are a registered dietitian or a registered dietitian nutritionist, it means that they have an undergraduate degree in nutrition, that they completed an internship with supervision, and that they have passed the board exam. All of that is the eligibility criteria to be a RD or an RDN. Wonderful. Thank you. That's helpful for everybody. Um, I just thought that we would kind of jump into it. As you know, many of our patients are either going through chemotherapy or immunotherapy, as well as surgery. Um, so I just thought that we would talk a little bit today about um, food safety while you're receiving chemotherapy and what your recommendations are on that. Sure. So when our patients are going through any cancer treatment, there is a concern that the immune system can be somewhat compromised and we're more susceptible to infections. And that can include foodborne illness, which is when the foods that we eat might have some bacteria that can cause an illness. So our recommendation is usually for patients going through cancer treatment, just that they be more mindful of food safety. So some of this is not an issue with COVID, but we would usually suggest staying away from buffets and potlucks where the food may have been sitting out for several hours and it enters sort of a dangerous zone in terms of breeding bacteria. Um, and when it comes to fruits and vegetables, making sure that they are rinsed with running water before consumption. 
us to take away any debris on the outside, any bacteria. Okay, um, so thank you for that. Um, I was also wondering if you can say, what are some best foods for someone whose appetite is suffering um, due to treatment? So unfortunately, a appetite is very common during cancer therapy. Some of the recommendations I would make is to focus on small frequent meals. So it may be overwhelming and impossible to try to get all of your nutrition from a large breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So break it down perhaps into six smaller meals, breakfast, a snack, lunch, a snack, a dinner, and then something in the evening before bed. Um, I encourage patients to eat based on the time of day versus waiting for their appetite and hunger cues because those may not be reliable during cancer treatment. Um, when you are eating, try to make sure that the foods that you're eating have as much nutrition as possible. So high protein foods are really important to help to maintain our muscle mass during treatment. So we can get protein from our eggs, dairy products like milk, yogurt, and cheese, any of our animal protein, fish and seafood, chicken, turkey, beef and pork, as well as some of our plant-based protein foods like beans, nuts and nut butters, so, uh, soy and tofu products. Protein shakes can be very helpful during cancer treatment with a poor appetite. Um, so typically in the United States, the common products might be Boost and Ensure or Carnation Instant Breakfast. Those are often very easy to find at the grocery store or pharmacy. There are also alternative products available um, if that fits within a patient's preferences. So there are organic products, lower sugar products, Orgain and Kate Farms are uh, brands that are easier to find nowadays. So the protein shakes can be really helpful to keep weight up. When patients don't have a good appetite, the more they have to sit there and chew, it can further take away their appetite. So the shakes, they can sort of stick a straw in there and drink that. And then it just seems a little bit more manageable. I find soft foods are also better when a patient has a poor appetite. Things such as uh, hot cereals, oatmeal, cream of wheat, soups, casseroles, very soft foods that don't require as much chewing can be a little bit easier to get down. Great. Thank you. You touched on um, good proteins. I was going to ask you that next. So wonderful. Um, and then I wanted to talk a little bit about nausea because that's a very common side effect, especially of uh, one of the particular chemotherapies that mesothelioma patients get. Um, what are some strategies that they can do to manage nausea at home? So, of course, I always speak with patients about taking their nausea medicine, making sure they're on the right medicine and taking them as often as they need to. In terms of food, those smaller, more frequent meals can be helpful as well. So when our stomach is empty, sometimes that can exacerbate nausea. So putting in a little bit of nutrition more often can help to soothe and settle the stomach. Carbohydrates and bland foods are often very well tolerated during periods of nausea. So that could be more sandwiches, mashed potatoes, noodle dishes, breads, oatmeals and cream of wheat versus very heavy meals. Um, 
foods that are not always as well tolerated might be greasy foods and fried foods. Sometimes those sit in the stomach a little bit longer and that can make nausea worse. Also anything too spicy or seasoned might exacerbate nausea. Ginger products can also be helpful if a patient likes those. Ginger tea, ginger candy, ginger lollipops, they can help to soothe the stomach and support digestion. Great, thank you. Um, also, what about like constipation? If somebody's having trouble with constipation, uh, what do you recommend for some things at home that they can do for that as well? So I always try to make sure a patient is staying well hydrated. If we are dehydrated, our stool's more likely to be dry and hard and more difficult to pass. So focusing on increasing fluid intake, and that does not have to be plain water. I know that plain water is not always as appealing or it may not taste as good during cancer therapy. So that could be water with a little bit of lemon or lime. Sometimes a warm beverage like a tea can help to improve our bowel movements. Coffee can help some patients. Fiber can also help to add bulk to the stool and make it easier to pass. So that could be eating more whole grains, fruits and vegetables, oatmeals, whole grain bread. Those can be a gentle way to support constipation. Thank you. I also wanted to touch on the opposite of constipation. So um, what if a patient is suffering from um, diarrhea with treatment? So with diarrhea, I also always make sure hydration um, is adequate. So when we are having diarrhea, we're losing a lot more fluid through our stool and patients are more susceptible to dehydration. So increasing the intake of water, teas, juices, Sports drinks with added electrolytes can be very helpful in this situation. So that could be Gatorade or Powerade. Um, a type of fiber called soluble fiber is very helpful in this situation. So patients may have heard their healthcare team recommend the BRAT diet. And the BRAT foods are very high in soluble fiber, which is a gentle fiber that helps to soak up water and slow down the transit of food through our colon. So BRAT stands for bananas, white rice, applesauce, toast. Some other brat foods include oatmeal. So these are good foods to focus on. When we're having diarrhea, um, again, stay away from anything too seasoned or too spicy, anything very high in fat, such as greasy or fried foods. Those can be more likely to irritate our intestines. Thank you. I just wanted to also touch on uh, with diarrhea because uh, some of our patients are going through immunotherapy. Um, we always just want to be careful that that is different um, if you're on the immunotherapy. Um, definitely if you're having some diarrhea to get in contact with your oncologist because of the um, nature of potentially doing colitis with those. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so thank you for that. Um, I also just wanted to kind of say um, mouth sores. So that's another problem that we do hear sometimes. Um, and that can definitely uh, curb somebody's appetite or make it much harder to eat. So are, do you have suggestions for that um, besides doing the magic mouthwashes and um, baking soda? 
Absolutely. So in addition to the magic mouthwash and the baking soda, I would recommend focusing on very soft foods and moist foods. So again, that could be the oatmeals and cream of wheat, yogurt or cottage cheese, soups, stews, casseroles, elbow macaroni, little noodle dishes. So foods that don't require very much chewing will be a little bit less painful to the mouth. Certainly anything spicy or acidic can sting the mouth a little bit more. So staying away from hot sauce, sometimes tomato sauce or anything with a vinegar-based dressing or marinade can irritate the mouth. Citrus such as lemon, lime, oranges can cause a little bit of pain and discomfort. Um, honey can soothe the mouth a little bit. So adding some honey um, to tea or taking a spoonful of honey and swirling that around the mouth can speed up the healing process. Um, and then certainly going back to protein shakes, milkshakes, and smoothies. So foods that require minimal chewing, things where we can just drink that through a straw during times of an irritated and painful mouth, those might be easier to focus on. Thank you for that. Um, also, I was just wondering, you know, we do give um, some mesothelioma patients that are going through chemotherapy, they get a platinum-based chemotherapy, and sometimes they can get that metallic taste in their mouth. Do you have any suggestions for that as well? Sure. So taste changes are so common during cancer treatment that is a tougher symptom that we don't always have a good fix for, but some of the tips I would encourage patients to try would be to rinse their mouth before their meals. That can help to freshen the palate and help food taste a little bit closer to normal. So an easy one to start with would be the baking soda and salt mouth rinse. If that doesn't help, the next tip might be to gargle uh, with a carbonated water such as seltzer water or club soda. Those bubbles help to freshen the mouth a little bit. Um, for metallic taste changes, it can be helpful to avoid silverware. Patients can pick up on the metal taste from utensils and instead use bamboo or plastic utensils temporarily. Um, Foods that come in a can or anything cooked in, for example, like a cast iron pot might have more of a metallic taste. Um, if there are no mouth sores, it can be helpful to actually add some acidic or salty flavors to food. Sometimes those can counteract the metallic taste. So that could be adding lemon, lime, or a vinegar-based marinade to food. Um, playing around with herbs and spices if there are not a lot of other belly side effects or the, the tender mouth that can help food taste a little bit closer to normal. Um, sometimes the temperature of a food can make a difference in how it tastes. So um, for example, a hot turkey breast may taste one way, but when it's cold on a sandwich, it can taste completely different. So playing around with some hot foods and cold foods and seeing if you find something that's a little bit more enjoyable. Great, thank you so much for that. Um, and then just one of my other pieces that I wanted to touch on is um, caregiver strain because I know it's really rough for them when um, 
their loved one isn't able to eat or isn't taking in the calories that they should be. Do you have any tips for caregivers and how to help them? Sure. So I know that this is always um, a very difficult dynamic for our patients and caregivers. I think that it, it does help our patients very often to have the support of their caregivers, those gentle encouragements to eat, take a sip of fluid, have a little bit of a snack, even if it's just a few bites. Um, during mealtime, some patients eat a little bit better if they are with company versus if they're eating alone. So that can always support them. Um, if the relationship is starting to get strained, if the patient is getting frustrated with the caregiver, sort of their perception is that they're nagging on them to eat, sometimes it can help to set a little boundary um, or a goal with the patient. So sometimes I have a discussion, what about every hour that you're awake, you focus on two bites of food and then everyone leaves you alone for the next 59 minutes. Um, so kind of setting a little goal that the patient and the caregiver are in agreement with and that can help the situation. Wonderful, thank you so much. Um, any other tips or anything else that you would like to touch on um, before we end today? I would encourage patients to always make sure their healthcare team is aware of their side effects and symptoms. Um, very often I'm meeting with a patient after the doctor and perhaps the patient forgot to mention symptoms such as nausea, diarrhea, constipation. So make sure you're bringing that to your team so that we can help you with tips on foods to eat and the medicines to take. I know our patients and caregivers can become very overwhelmed with the education that can be provided. So we can always sit down and go through the nausea medicines at every visit. Don't feel like it just has to be that first one or when you go to the chemo class, we can do that repeatedly. Um, also make your healthcare team aware if you would like to meet with a dietitian. There may be a dietitian within your cancer center and you just didn't have the opportunity to meet with them yet, or they may be able to refer you to a provider within the community. Great, thank you so much for that talk today. That was wonderful. I think our patients will find it very helpful. Um, it's been great to meet you and great to have you. Um, so thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Shannon. Thanks, bye-bye.